Yeah, you already know what time it is. Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 22. Hey, 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 hey. This shit was on my MySpace page. Hey, hey, hey. Young niggas don't know nothing about this. Yes, sir. Back like Jordan wearing the faux five. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 22 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel. Thank you to everyone out there who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, who supports. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who's active and engaging on the social media platforms. Um, I, I appreciate all the love and all the support. I want to say thank you to all the essential workers out there busting their ass. Still, COVID is on its way back um, and you guys haven't had a day off. I want to say thank you to everyone out here continuously using their voices to affect change. And, um, you know, we just got to start the show every single show with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very important. Very, 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 very important. We're going to have a great, 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 great show today. Fully packed. I am in a magnificent, tremendous, amazing mood today. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Let's go. Today's intro was Get Buck by Young Buck off the album Buck the World. Can you see the trend? (laughs) Um, Shout out to Young Fucking Buck. That shit was really on my MySpace page. Like that song was really on my MySpace page. I don't know who I thought I was back in 07, but (laughs) I, I always, I guess I always just liked that gangster-ish type music even though i am not gangster at all but i love those types of songs i used to have damn what songs i used to have on my myspace i used to have like i had get buck i had still tipping by mike jones i had um throw some d's by rich boy um what else did i have i had um oh man i had rewind by lil wayne and Joel santana I had, dang, what else did I have? I think I had Piggy Bank um, and some other ones, too. I had some, I I used to be the man with the MySpace music, man. Niggas couldn't fuck with me with the MySpace music. Everybody was playing that Soulja Boy shit. Everybody was playing them happy joints. You click on my MySpace profile, you was hearing some bars and some hard-ass beats. You better fucking believe it. Anyway, I want to hear, actually, I do, I'm going to maybe put up a poll um, within this week. I want to hear some of the songs that you guys had on your MySpace profiles, because I think that's, like, cool. Like, the generation now with Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and all that shit, they don't really remember the MySpace. Like, you had to have your layout on point. You had to have your profile on point. Your top eight was basically who you was fucking with at the moment. And if a nigga dropped out your top eight, you better believe you wasn't fucking with him or her. Like, the this generation, like, missed out on MySpace. Really, like, peak MySpace. You really missed out on it. Like, so, um, I'm, I think I'm going to put up a poll. Um, on my on my social medias just to see or uh, just a Q&A on my social medias just to see what songs you guys had um, for your MySpace pages because I think that's like I really would have loved this generation to have MySpace because we would have had y'all would have had some shit on there so um, shout out to MySpace shout out to the homie Tom my first and only friend <laughs> 
And uh, shout out to MySpace, man. Shout out to MySpace. Um, also, this week I saw something on um, on Insta- on Twitter that made me laugh because I'm recording this today. Today is July the fourth. I'm recording this, and there's a a meme that says, "People, you doing anything for the fourth? And then the response is, "Me. What's the fourth? And then the people say, "The fourth is Independence Day." And then it says, "Me." For who? With a picture of Rick Ross looking mal confused. That's fucking hilarious. But it's true. Fuck that. Shit. Fuck that. Independence Day for who, nigga? My Independence Day was on June 19th. It already passed. But anyway, I know a bunch of people's going to be outside, you know, having fun, having barbecues and shit. I just want everybody to be safe um, because the COVID is not looking like it's trying to go away. So. I just want everybody to be safe. You have your barbecue, enjoy, have a good time. Um, just make sure you guys are being safe when you when you guys are out there. Um, we don't want anyone else to get infected by this virus. New York, we've been doing a great job keeping the shit contained, following the rules. Let's just continue um, because we we really can't handle another wave uh, influx of the coronavirus. So everyone out there, just be safe, but have a great weekend. Now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast, Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to show how many great things, people, and ideas come from the Bronx, New York, the borough that I love. So your Bronx fact for today is the high bridge originally called the aqueduct bridge is the oldest bridge in New York city opened in 1848 and reopened in 2015 as a pedestrian walkway. This bridge connects the Bronx and Manhattan over the Harlem river. Also, if you guys are familiar with uh, the Bronx artist, a boogie with the hoogie, a boogie with the hoodie. He's from Highbridge, so you, people don't know where that neighborhood gets its name from. Literally, that neighborhood gets its name from the High Bridge. So, that is your Bronx fact for episode number twenty-two. Yes! Yes! Damn, son, where'd you find this? So we're getting right to the shits today. Our top topic this week is very—it's a very good topic, I think, but. I just want to say that I love when a the old uh, there's an old uh, clip from the A Team, which is a show from way back in the day before I was born in the seventies. Um, and there's a but the leader of the group always says, "I love it when a plan comes together." Well, I love it when a pod comes together. Facts, because last week I talked to you guys briefly in the beginning part of the show about Freddie Gibbs. Um, Freddie Gibbs is a rapper from Gary, Indiana, and I just think he's a very, very great rapper. I think he's super, super, super nice. And he's very, very funny, in my opinion. I think he's very funny, like a very funny guy. And, you know, I just showed him some love. I uh, played an intro from his album Bandana with Mad Lib, and I also recommended listening to his album with the alchemist called Alfredo. And, you know, I just threw that out there, right? Last, then, I, you know, I dropped the pod. And then, as luck would have it, Freddie Gibbs is all over Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. But now he's, like, super on Twitter. And I'm like, well, his name is trending. So I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, why, why is his name trending? Last week, Freddie Gibbs single-handedly destroyed DJ Academics. So, our top topic this week is Freddie Gibbs versus DJ Academics. Now, before we start, um, I first want to tell you guys who DJ Academics is. A lot of people know who he is, but, um, you know, there's I'm certain there's a, a certain amount of people who are unfamiliar who, with who that is. So, I'm just going to give you a brief... Um, description of who he is and what he does. So DJ Academics is a uh, a entertainment and media personality who covers hip hop news. And most notably, most notably, he is known for being a part of the complex.com show 
everyday struggle, which started with him and Joe Budden. And then Joe Budden decided to leave Complex. And now it's him with Nadeska. And I believe the other man is Wayno. I could be wrong, but I think that's the three that host it now. Um, my personal feelings on academics. Um, I mean, I could just go back to a quote from Lil John. Lil John said, don't start no shit and won't be no shit. Academics is an internet troll, in my opinion, who antagonizes people, who says very, um, uh, what's the word, flamboyant or flagrant things about people. And then when he gets some heat, he always runs behind the excuse, well, I'm just a blogger. And you're whack for trying to get tough with me. And you think you look so cool picking on me because I'm not a street dude, blah, 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 etc. But if you talking shit and you're constantly antagonizing people on your platforms, you're constantly demeaning people on your platforms, you're constantly like, you know, popping your running off at the mouth with street dudes with rappers because he's not doing this with pop, you know, people in the pop world or r&b singers he's doing it with rappers you've got to expect the smoke like so him and takashi 69 are kind of like the same in my opinion they got super hot off of that antagonizing people and claiming that the people who get upset with them aren't tough guys because oh they're look at look at him he's picking on me he's he's doing all this with me i'm not a, a street guy you know, look at him. I got him on the on whatever defense because I'm just a dude and he's a tough guy. Like, I just think that's so corny. I think that's corny. Like, I, I, I just think that's real corny. If you can't fight, then you should not be talking about people. That's in, in a negative way. Like, it's cool to have your opinion and it's cool to respectfully dislike something or dislike a person or dislike someone's behavior. But when you go out and you speak so brazenly and so flagrantly about these people, you got to expect the smoke. So if you can't put your hands up, then you better close your mouth. So that's just my opinion. Like, I would never go out and pop shit to a UFC fighter because he could fuck me up. Like, that's just common sense. So if you know you can't fight, then you shouldn't be talking especially in the way that you want to speak on these people. So, you know, again, as luck would have it, Freddie Gibbs and academics had a series of words on Twitter. And, like, Freddie Gibbs is fucking hilarious. So I'm just going to read you these tweet exchanges. I'm going through all of the tweets that they had against each other. Um, the way that this quote-unquote Twitter battle or beef started was when Freddie Gibbs was on the Bootleg Kev podcast and had something to say about Young Jeezy. Freddie Gibbs and Young Jeezy have had static in the past. Freddie Gibbs said, Let's be real, dog. Did you listen to his last album? No, you fucking didn't. He's a legend, but right now, he's irrelevant. Right? So that's what Freddie Gibbs said about Young Jeezy. So then Academics said on Everyday Struggle, he said, If Jeezy is irrelevant, Freddie Gibbs, then you are absolutely irrelevant as well. If Jeezy drops an album right now, he'll sell 50,000. Relevancy is your music actually doing anything. And to be honest, other than a few people who fuck with Freddie Gibbs, what relevancy does he have? So that is what started the entire situation. So Freddie Gibbs responds on Twitter saying, quote, <laughs> and Freddie is just all jokes. I, this shit is hilarious. It says, quote, this is the first tweet that started it. I'll give a bad bitch 5K if they admit to sleeping with academics. <laughs> so the academics, of course, academic says, bring all your statements of how you how much you made as a rapper. And I'll bring up tax statements of what I made as a blogger, all caps. And let's compare. You can't compare to Jeezy. He been lit for mad years and you a little nigga. And I doubt you compare to me. But drop your shit. I'm down, Mr. Gibbs. See, this is what I'm talking about. DJ Academics knows he can't fight. You should not be calling Freddie Gibbs a little nigga. But all right, let's 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 just keep going. Freddie Gibbs, still with the jokes. Boy, shut up. <laughs> Boy, shut the fuck up. You pay for sex. <laughs> My son's room is bigger than your whole house, bitch. Stop it. 
right? So that's what Freddie Gibbs responded to Academics' first tweet with. Academics tweets again. I've been working this hard to embarrass one of y'all rappers like this for years, at Freddie Gibbs. Ball is in your court. Statements or tax returns for the last three years. If you can't beat a blogger, keep Young Jeezy's name out your mouth. You may be salty, but you cannot compete. That was Academics' response, his first response to um, Freddie Gibbs. His second response to Freddie Gibbs, I should say. Freddie Gibbs says, again, shut the fuck up, nigga. I am not Vic Mensa. And I'm going to get into that, too, because that Vic Mensa shit and DJ Academics is crazy. And then DJ Academics tweets again. Um, exactly, Freddie. Shut the fuck up. Play the tough guy shit. I'm not tough. You may get some points from doing that, but you ain't even fuck with nobody. And I ain't even fuck. And you're not even fucking with me. Shut the fuck up. My audience as a blogger is greater than you as a rapper. Shut the fuck up and enjoy your little Alfredo album. You can't compete with me. Freddie Gibbs says, I want proof that you did not have sex. <laughs> I want proof that you did not have oral sex with Takashi. <laughs> oh my God. Like, it's fucking, this shit is crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys think this shit is as funny as I think it, but I think this shit is great. Academics replies. Matter of fact, I'm going to ignore Freddie Gibbs because he's clearly a troll who ain't about shit. When you ready, nigga, come to everyday struggle with your proof. I'll embarrass you with mine. All facts, no cap. I'll wait for the email saying you want to pull up with your facts to prove me wrong. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs replies, and I'm going to squeeze your titties on camera. <laughs> Academics responds, cute. I had to shut you up with stats. Keep that little emotional energy to yourself. Where you talk shit to artists who won't even think about you. I'll ignore you even I'll ignore you until you even try to come at a blogger. You a little nigga, all caps, even to a blogger. Jeezy out your league. Enjoy your pasta, Alfredo. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs responds. Bitch, you built like a teletubby. <laughs> So then after the first the first round of tweets exchanged, people chimed in, of course. Ben Baller um is a jeweler and he uh tweeted Freddie killing academics with the laughing emojis and academics was in his feelings about that. And then he found some old tweets. Freddie Gibbs found some old tweets from DJ Academics, um, basically being real nasty um with at the time Bad Bobby, who I mentioned on the show before way back. Who was 15 at the time? This this tweet is from September 15, 2018. So she was 15 at the time. He DJ Academics tweeted, "Bad Bobby got mad titties for a 15 year old." So then Freddie Gibbs posted that old tweet from Academics to say, "At Complex, y'all pay this nigga a salary, right?" And then um, after all of that, for, um. Academics I went on Twitch to like address all the shit that was going on with Freddie and with all the people responding and shit. And he was really upset with Ben Baller along with Freddie Gibbs. So he this is just two clips that Freddie Gibbs posted um, from DJ Academics' Twitch addressing the situation as it was happening in real time. You sold all your shit to hip hop African Americans. So Freddie posted that clip that was directed at Ben Baller, the jeweler, and said, I'm about to start a group called Hip Hop African Americans at Academics. And then um, he had another clip on his Twitch um, calling Freddie Gibbs scum. And then Freddie Gibbs posted on that one and said, uh, hold on, what do you say? OK, 10 bands. If a bitch fuck Academics, he need it right now. Laughing emoji. This shit is crazy. This is the clip that Freddie Gibbs posted that for. You're a scum! You're fucking scum! This shit is wild, man. This shit is really fucking funny, though. And then, it's not over. Like, this is a, a, a fucking marathon event. And Twitter is like that. Like, you can go through a over 30 minutes of shit to recap in real, like... And it doesn't even feel like because you're just watching the timeline. So, Freddie Gibbs found... Um, an article from Rutgers University, that's where DJ Academics, I believe, went to college. And 
he found an article where DJ Academics was stealing, was found to with an accomplice named Alvin, what's the name? Alvin Capalanga, what a name, was found to be stealing from Rutgers University dorms. And so he posted that article and put on the, as the caption, bitch, you wasn't with me stealing from the dorms. <laughs> I think this shit is so funny. And then it keeps going. Freddie Gibbs posted a, a picture of a Teletubby on a scooter with DJ Academics' head on it. And just when you think it's over, he started a website called goodcrack.com. It's called Good dash crack.com um and if and he has t-shirts selling t-shirts on this website that has dj academics as a teletubby on the front of the shirts and on the back it says academics is the police and then um as he's promoting the website he puts all proceeds go forward go towards getting this fuck nigga out the rap game yo fam this shit is so fucking funny i thoroughly have enjoyed this twitter battle beef so much but as i stated before dj academics has had friction and static with a lot of people um in the in the rap game so vic mensa was one of the biggest people who had friction and static with academics because vic mensa is from chicago and if anyone is familiar with Chicago Southside, it's very violent. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of killings. There's a lot of deaths. And it's, you know, especially if you're from there, like, you know, you see it firsthand. So what had happened was that DJ Academics was posting a lot of the Chicago-related things. Um, and Big Mensa, a Chicago rapper, was very upset with it because... He's basically saying you're commenting on people who die and you're making fun of it. Like, that's not funny. These I know these people. I've known these people since I was a kid. They get killed. Why are you on your computer talking shit about them like you know them? You're not from there. You're not from that world, which is I understand. I'm from New York. I'm not going to comment on shit that's going on in Atlanta, Georgia and make fun of it, especially when I'm not from that world. Like, it just don't make sense. Um, on an episode of Everyday Struggle, Vic Mensa came on the show and showed that he was visibly irritated with Academics' War in Chirac YouTube series. Academics spoke ill about someone Vic had known since he was a little kid, and Vic Mensa called him a bitch and said that he should be slapped. So, you know, through my painstaking, dedicated research, I found that fucking clip. We about to play it. Let's go. We're a little bit repulsed by the fact that so many people outside the culture of Chicago, they, were, they hyped up the music, not knowing that real lives are being affected. How do you feel about that? I wanted to slap you in your face, mm. honestly. People exactly like you made a following off of clowning situations that we go through in real life. Whatever made you feel like you had a, a space to have a perspective on our people dying. Drill was, was so hyped up by everyone. I had to give a different perspective. The content was not just negative. It was just negative. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I really think you're a bitch. Who made you eligible to even weigh in? You sitting at a computer jacking Everybody off, weighs in. fucking typing. You talking about real shit. What the, you know about that, bro? The, Those are ballsy things to say, not coming from a ballsy person. It's just kind of sick when it's real people dying young. I'm at those funerals. Man, that's some whole shit. Vic Benta was not happy right so you can even hear how dj academics talks that he's a bitch like um everybody was commenting on the situation at hand like uh if you not a real nigga stop talking like one that's all i got to say that's it that's my main point so after our everyday struggle um big mensa appeared on jesus and Mero, bronx legends my guys um, when they were still on Viceland, they're on Showtime right now, but they were still on Viceland. It was their first TV show. And he was basically explaining like, yeah, I was about to beat the shit out of academics. So I have that clip. And then after that clip, I want to play you where academics was really upset with Jesus and Mero about how they covered the situation. And then they responded to that too. So the first one, I'm going to play Vic Mensa saying that he was going to, he had planned to beat ac academics' ass a long time ago. Dia Samero were laughing about it. And then I want to play you academics upset with Dia Samero and their response to that. So a lot of shit. 
I'm really hype. I don't know if you guys could tell. I love shit like this. So we playing the fucking clips. Let's go. Last question. Hey, I gotta ask this. We really about to beat the brakes off of DJ Academics? Because <laughs> yes. I feel like that nigga look nervous. One hundred percent. No, I mean, I I I plan to whip uh, DJ Academics before he ever had a TV show. So I was no, no, like, no, internet show, it's internet. Show. Right, internet show. Ooh. We we on TV. Oh. <laughs> I that. We wow. Shots fired. Shots fired, yo. Big Messer in the building. What would you like your rainbow to say? Uh, just go ahead with fuck DJ Academics. Hey. <laughs> yo. Pa, 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 pa. Big Messer album is stores on Friday. Wackademics. Oh, shit. Oh. Wow, spicy. Elite. Elite shit. Fuck it, elite. Now, the next one I'll play you is, again, DJs and Meryl um, responding to what DJ Academic said about them on his little, on his Twitch platform, saying that he didn't like the coverage of him. Now, this clip is a little bit longer, um, but it's full of jokes, so you're not even going to know how long this, like, you're not even going to be able to feel how long the clip is. And it's fucking hilarious. It was, it's fucking great. This is DJs and Meryl on their show. Um, addressing academics' response to them. Spicy. <laughs> like my mouth about to be after getting cooked last night. That's right. DJ Academics couldn't keep it down. Yeah, he went back, back on Twitch. Twitch and reignited yeah. probably the worst online war anyone has seen in a hundred years. I asked you to bring that same energy. You brought that same yeah, energy. You just energy? didn't maintain so, it through your whole Just career. emotionally. <laughs> Bro, listen, I don't be really hating on nobody else. That's why I be really taking offense when these other media niggas speak on me because I really don't be hating on y'all niggas. When y'all really just speak on me on some crazy, I'll never be hating on y'all, ever. These certain niggas, in, and, and I see like these decent Samaritan niggas, decent Samaritan niggas, like, he's Stop oh, acting oh, like oh, tough niggas don't know. You li now you lying to yourself. Damn. Cause you hear that shit every day. Yeah, I'm, to, I'm, be fair, to be fair, he's influent with money. So okay. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the term just runs off. Oh, yeah. Maybe you gotta level up your tax That coin star vocabulary, daddy. <laughs> Yo. The reason why I got a problem with y'all is because I've never had any negative energy to y'all. And then every time I see y'all show as it relates to me, it's negative shit. I got, got How many fucking shit. episodes of this show have we done? We've mentioned him maybe twice. I wonder, like, yo, why these things got so much negative energy for me? Then uh, DJ Academics Whack Ass was trying to show the world how little he cared about us. Mm -hmm. uh, Livingston Allen started to get a little emotional. Wait, that's his real name? He's got a problem, whatever. But it's really at me. So that makes, I don't really got time for that. He's so about to I know cry. I might be getting a little bit emotional. I ain't gonna He's lie about to, to fucking cry. Yeah, I can tell, pal. I can tell. Your collar's wet. Oh man. <laughs> and I know a lot of media niggas might be watching now. I've been making more money than y'all before y'all even signed to y'all companies. Been, wow, wow. You're his voice over. You know that shit. Yeah, oh, nigga. Like I leave my ATM receipt in the ATM every time every just so time, niggas get inspired. Bro. You know what I mean? Give me a little now and later raps, nigga. Mm -hmm. Talk about it now. Hope you get it later. Mm. I've been making more money than y'all before y'all even signed to y'all companies. I've been doing it on my own. Don't. And what, nigga? Fucking Best Buy bucks, nigga? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's money how? Let's do the math now. We turned down the money Complex offered us four years ago that you're just getting now. Oh. If so facto, you broke, nigga. So take your Camry, drive that shit back to Long Island, put that shit in park, and think about your life. I'm coming. Them niggas, I don't give a fuck about them. Ooh, period. Ooh. Oh, All right. Because I said that same energy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Finally, Finally, you brought it. You said it with your chest. You gonna regret that? You know what I'm saying? I'm still keeping the same energy. I don't give a fuck about them because I've never said nothing about Because them. I'm in my mom's basement right now in my, in my gamer chair, and them niggas don't know where I live at. Uh, That's why I'm talking wild spicy. <laughs> nigga talking wild spicy through files. <laughs> if you had just hit me like, yo, Listen, I don't know what you got going on, but I, I respect you, blah, blah. Different, it'd be a different conversation, but y'all niggas don't respect me. If yeah, we don't respect you. We don't respect you. We don't don't respect you. that, you didn't get. Like, you gotta earn respect, my nigga. I know you never left a basement before, but in the real streets, you gotta earn respect, and you don't move yourself like a respectable individual. That's why we don't respect you, you, crown. Oh, my God. Shout out to the Bronx legends, Jesus and Meryl, man. Shout out to them. Shout out to the Bronx fucking legends, Jesus and Meryl. Man, that shit was fucking great. I love that shit. I love that shit. Um, so those are that's just examples of people who have had beef with DJ Academics. And they're all saying the same things in one way or the other. He's not a respectable person. He doesn't move respectably. 
And I don't, you asking me for respect, but you a clown, you a, 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 for lack of a better term, a bitch who speaks wild, flagrantly about people. And then when you get heat, you don't like it. And then he was literally crying. Like as Jesus and Mero, I played the clip. He was like about to cry. Like, nah, you can't act like a tough guy. And then when real tough dudes or when people just clown you, come to that energy comes towards you. Now you want to cry. Like, nah, bro. Nah. So um, there's so much more in this that I could do. Freddie Gibbs had also dropped like a freestyle about academics. Uh, all jokes, though. I'm not going to play it. But you can find it. It's on his Twitter. Um, but the last thing I want to play as regards to DJ Academics is from the God. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. He talked about academics a long time ago and basically said like, his time is going to be up soon because he's, he's not somebody that is going to last. He's not good for the culture, and he's going to get weeded out because you could tell when people basically are clowns and that we don't really have no time for it. So this is Nipsey Hussle on DJ Academics. Stuff about Chicago rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, he's a buster. He's it, a weirdo. It, it, Nick, niggas will whoop his ass in real life. He's, just, he behind, the, he behind the camera and... You gotta just let clowns be clowns, man. Like yeah. I, was, I was on, I was on everyday struggle, mm -hmm. and I walked out just because, you know, I just I'm not a clown. I don't, I don't, I don't come from that world of like you make jokes about. We used to fuck niggas up. Excuse me, are we live? We can bleep this. We used to fuck niggas up for trying to film fights. Right. Yeah. In the hood. Yeah. Nigga, you fight. What you doing with the camera? We gonna make you fight, nigga. Yeah. Fuck wrong with you, boy. Yeah. We ain't covering no drama. That's called instigating. Right. And what's up with you? Why you at it, nigga? Right. So, you know, niggas like him get weeded out quick. He he got a little internet run he going on, but, you know, we just got to let himself destruct because he, he's on the path. All facts, man. All facts from Nipsey, man. Shout out to Nipsey. Nipsey is continuously proving that he's one of the smartest niggas ever. Like... So with all this internet drama and with all these things that happened with Freddie Gibbs and with Everyday Struggle and all these other things that academics has been through, Complex, where um, he's employed, um, basically suspended him. They suspended him because on one of their programs, Everyday Struggle, he had said some real nasty things about Chrissy Teigen, who was John Legend's wife. He called her like a bitch and a hoe and all that shit, which is real disrespectful. And that's a female. Like there's certain things like you just don't do. So he was calling her all kinds of bitches and hoes and saying fuck her and all that. So Complex suspended him. And then Twitch, where, you know, he does his live streams and stuff, banned his account. So literally, like, the the way that he got popping with Twitch and live streaming and Complex, they're starting to, like, see, like, nah, this nigga's a fucking herb. So just like Nipsey said, he's gonna, he's on the path. He's gonna get weeded out. And it looks like, I mean, I'm not sure, but it looks like he's on his way out. So he has a little run. I hope he saved his money. But he looks like he's on his way out. And lastly, I just want to end with a line from the God 50 Cent from his song Patiently Waiting. You shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And if you got a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth because I'll break your face. Have your ass running, mumbling to the jakes. You're going against me, dog. You're making a mistake. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm going to be closely monitoring this situation. Don't worry. And But it looks like he's on the path, man. He looks like he's on the path of getting the fuck out of here. So everyone else in this hip-hop culture that we love and respect, I'm surely will be happy to see him go. So adios, goodbye, get rid of so long, goodbye. Deuces, DJ Academics. I truly love that story this week. I don't know if you guys could hear the hypeness in my voice. Man, I love this shit. Um, but moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R-O-D-G-E-R-S Neighborhood N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood R-O-D-G-E-R-S Neighborhood N-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. R H D. There are no vowels in neighborhood on Twitter. And I'm saying that and repeating it for the millionth time because I ask you guys weekly to send in questions, comments, concern, feedback, constructive criticism, whatever you guys have for me. 
Um, and I truly, truly appreciate all the love and the support that you guys constantly give me. 22 episodes strong. So I'm going to read some of the questions that I have received. Here we go. First one says, who is your celebrity crush? That's a great question. Um, my celebrity crush right now and probably for the foreseeable long-term future, everyone says Beyonce and Rihanna and all these people. And I, I love them too. But the woman who is a celebrity right now at the top of my list is SZA. Oh, man, I love SZA. I love SZA. I love her. I love her. Um, Shout out to her. You know her from Control. That was her album. Um, Supermodel, The Weeknd, Broken Clocks, Love Galore. She's amazing. She's amazing. And fun fact, me and SZA have the same birthday, November 8th. We have the same favorite color, green. And we're both left-handed. Can you say match made in heaven? I can. Match made in heaven. SZA, all I want is a chance. That's all I'm asking you for. I just want a chance. I'm a guy from the Bronx with a microphone. And I'm just asking you for a chance. Give me a chance. <laughs> Shout out to SZA. I love SZA. I really love her. Um... The next one says, what is your favorite time of day? Um, uh, Favorite time of day? Hmm, I don't know. I mean, I guess like, well, uh, now that I'm in like the pod world and like a lot of my time is dedicated to the pod and shit, my, I would say most productive or favorite, whatever. I don't even know how to really quantify it or qualify it, but like nine to five, like, that is when I'm like peak Denzel, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. Maybe I've been programmed by like the job world, the working world. But like nine to five is like when I'm fucking peak Denzel, when I get a lot of shit done, when I'm the most productive. So like I get up like nine o'clock, you know, I do all my morning routine, brush my teeth, you know, feed the cat. You know, take the vitamins and all that shit, cook breakfast. And then from 10 on, like, I'm super, I'm always super productive. Like, whether it's writing, whether it's um, getting ideas, whether it's research or, you know, engaging with people on social media, all that shit. Like, I just feel like nine, that window of nine through five from when I wake up till 5 p.m. is like the most productive time for me. So, I would I mean, because I'm the most productive during that time, I'm going to say that's my favorite time of day, nine to five. And I guess I've just been programmed from like all the fucking jobs that I've had. Um, and the last one says, how do you maintain confidence podcasting? Um, I don't man. I, I It's kind of hard to answer those kind of questions, like because it's like it's more of a feeling than like a. um Dang, it's more of like a, a feeling than like a, a way, like a program to like, you know, like basically remember, like you do work workouts, like you do these workouts for your abs. And if you do these workouts for your abs over time, you'll have strong abs. You do these workouts for your legs over time. You'll have, you know, like for something like that, maintaining confidence is just a feeling. It's just like the belief, the 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 passion and that it, everything else just comes with that, like the belief and the and the passion, all the other tidbits come from those two things, in my opinion, like the hard work comes from the passion, the confidence comes from the belief, the willingness to to change comes from both, you know, so. It's that's a really difficult question to answer because it's like I can't give you a. I would love to give you a more detailed answer, but it's really just in the belief that I have in me and the passion that I feel about this platform. And that is where all the other things come from. So um, I was going to save this clip to the end of the show, but I'm going to play it now because this I, I guess this will be better to answer the question. This is a clip from Draymond Green, who is a basketball player. Um, from the Golden State Warriors, and he's basically just answering a question about why he does the things he does and how, why he carries himself this way 
and how much he believes in himself and how much he works to become the best. So hopefully that can answer your question better than me. So this is Draymond Green. Um, I think as a competitor, uh, if you're trying to do something meaningful, if you don't have the mindset that you're the best ever, you failed already. So if you don't have the mindset that you are the best reporter ever, then you already failed. And that's been my mindset since I can remember. That will be my mindset as long as I can remember anything, that I am the best ever at what I do. And every day that I step on a basketball floor, I will strive to be that. But my mindset will always be as such as I am the best to do what I do. And that'll give me a shot at being the best. But before you can ever reach anything, you have to believe it. You don't just mistakenly become great at something. You probably at one point, at one time or another, believe that you can be great at that. And then you work to get great at that, and you reach that greatness. But you don't mistakenly become great. And then you start to believe, oh, man, I'm great at that. No, you, you believe that before, and you work to get that. So I always believe that, and I'll work every day to reach that. See, sometimes you just got to let other people talk. Like, that is what I mean by what I say. Like, that. That is what I mean. The belief and the passion gets brings all that other shit in. You know, brings all the other shit in. So, um, shout out to Draymond Green. Shout out to y'all for those questions. And I really appreciate the engagement. I really appreciate you guys sending in the questions. So, um, you know, I always try to answer as many as I can. I talk a lot, so I can't answer them all. But I really, truly appreciate you guys. And I really appreciate the question. So, keep them coming. And um, I look forward to answering more and more and more. Thank you guys again. Next on the docket, I want to talk about something related to my first topic, but not really. So I want to talk about beef, rap beef. And um, I had read an article from OVO40, who was Drake's lead producer, about he was still talking about the Pusha T diss toward Drake and the crew two years later. So that's like when you know it's a great diss track when niggas is still talking about it. Niggas still can't hold that L that they took. So it inspired me to make a list of my top 10 diss tracks and um, just give you the tracks and then a little bit about each one and why I like them so much. So again, I'm a super hip hop nerd. I'm a suit. I'm, I love rap. Like I love it. I love everything about it. So Shit like this, making a list of my top diss tracks is fun to me. Like, <laughs> let's just give you an idea of like how my brain works. Like shit like this is fun. So here we go. The list is from 10 to 1. I know I talk a lot, so I kind of want to breeze through it. So I'm going to just go. Um, starting at my honorable mentions, because you know I got honorable mentions. Um, Sheether by Remy Ma. Remy Ma's from the Bronx. She Somebody has to be on the list from the Bronx. And if you heard Sheether, you know why she's an honorable mention. And she'll really shoot you, too. So don't fuck with Remy Ma. Um, but my other honorable mentions, I'm not putting them on the list. Hit them up and who shot you by Tupac and Biggie. I'm not putting them on the list because these are situations, Tupac and Biggie, where a misunderstanding, miscommunication, machismo, tough guy shit, lack of communication ultimately led into both of them dying. And it led to both of them dying young. And if you love hip-hop like I love it, you know how much of a tragedy any death is in the culture. But, like, especially when it's two special, special, special people like Tupac Shakur and The Notorious B.I.G. So I, I don't want to see anyone die. I, don't, I hate death. And especially I'm not going to glorify death on a diss track list because ultimately both parties ended up dying. If you heard the two songs, Hit Em Up and Who Shot You, they're good songs and they're obviously disses, but I'm not putting them on my list because those two men died, you know, and they didn't have to die. And us as a culture suffered by not having them around longer. So that's why I'm not putting them on the list. So 
you know, people are going to be mad. They're going to be in my DMs like, how the fuck are you going to leave them off the list? But no, that's why I'm not putting them on. Because just something like that, rap beef, that's when rap beef goes too far. It's cool to diss and like, you know, pop shit, but it's not when people actually lose their lives. So just to get deep on you real quick. But now here we go. We can really start 10 to 1. Number 10 on the diss track list is a compilation of songs. It's Takeover by Jay-Z, Nigga Please by Jay-Z, Super Ugly by Jay-Z, and Blueprint 2 by Jay-Z. And I grouped all four of them low because Nas's Ether absolutely smoked all of these songs. And Nas and Jay-Z had a long beef. Um, this is, Ether is one of the times one of the very, 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 very few times that Jay-Z has ever lost at anything. And although these four tracks, Take Over, Nigga, Please, Super Ugly, and Blueprint 2, had some wild lines in it, like, I came in your Bentley, skidded in your Jeep, left condoms on your baby seat. I mean, and Take Over was a pretty, like, deep track. None of them are better than Nas. So, and Nas just had Hov's number. So these tracks deserve a spot, but they're going to be very, very low on the list. Very low. Number nine is Back to Back. That was Drake versus Meek Mill. And all I got to say for this shit is you know two lines. You get embodied by a singing nigga, and is that a world tour or is that your girl's tour? You already know the vibes. So Back to Back by Drake. The next one, number eight, is Jada Kiss, um, Checkmate. This was when Jada Kiss and 50 Cent had beef. And let's just, 50 Cent beef with everybody under the sun. But. This joint came after the 50 Cent diss on Piggy Bank, where he, in the video, showed Jadakiss, like, as a Ninja Turtle eating pizza. <laughs> He's great. And um, Jadakiss has some smoke. And I really, this is one of the few diss tracks, I think, this song, Checkmate and Piggy Bank, are, like, the best song songs. Like, you can, I can listen to Piggy Bank just as a song. That's why I had it on my MySpace page. That's, I can listen to Checkmate just as a song. Like, they, I don't even have to take the diss part out of it. Like, just as a good song to listen to. Like, I'll listen to that. Shout out to Jada. I want to play a little... This is probably the only clip that I'm going to play from these diss tracks. A little bit of Checkmate. Because I really like this. I just really like this song. And, like, Jada in the beginning was like, I feel, I'm not even mad. I feel marvelous. <laughs> It's amazing. So I'm gonna play a piece, just a piece, and I'm not gonna play any more of the songs because I'm mindful of the time. But this is just a small piece of Checkmate by Jada Kiss. Yeah! <laughs> I ain't mad. I don't wanna sound mad. I feel marvelous. Deep block double R. Yeah, you got a felony, but you ain't a predicate. Uh -uh. Never the king in New York, you live in Connecticut. Uh -huh. This is a true fact. Since when has it become cool to get shot and not shoot back? Uh -huh. Trackmaster shelf, uh -huh. brave hearts helped you, uh -huh. and everybody felt you. Uh -huh. Now I gotta melt you. Yo, like, that's just, I could just listen to that. Like, that beat is great. Do, 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 do. Like, how you the king in New York, but you live in Connecticut. That's, that's hard. Shout out to Jada Kiss, man. Shout out to Jada Kiss. But moving right along, I want to be mindful of the time. Um, number seven on the list is Swagger Jagger. That was by Cameron. And this was in the Cameron versus Jay-Z beef. Now, Cam and Jay have had a complicated relationship. And Cameron had dissed Jay-Z a lot of times on a lot of songs. Swagger Jagger was like the time where Cam like did some homework. And he claimed that Jay-Z just steals lyrics. He just steals flows. And... Um, he, comp he compiled all of the examples of Jay-Z stealing, like, flows and lyrics, which is frowned upon in hip-hop culture. Basically, if you're not original, like, you know, whatever. And it prompted Jay-Z to respond on what more can I say off the Black album. I'm not a biter. I'm a writer for myself and others. Blah, blah, blah. But shout-out to Cameron. Shout-out to, um, for just shooting. He shot at Jay-Z so many times. Knowing he wasn't a better rapper, he just kept shooting. I respect that. That's why he's on the list. Number six, Piggy Bank. I said it before. It was on my MySpace page. 50 Cent versus basically everybody. Nas, Jadakiss, Mob Deep, Ja Rule, Fat Joe, The Game, Shine, who was in fucking jail, and Lil' Kim at the same time. 50 Cent went for every New York rapper's neck and The Game in this track. Fat Joe caught uh, 
Fat Joe and Jadakiss caught lines for being on the Ja Rule song New York. In the video piggy bank, he depicted Fat Joe as the butter as the boxer Butterbeam, who was an overweight boxer. And he had Jada Kiss as the Ninja Turtle. He had Nas in the video as Captain Savaho chasing after the milkshake truck, which is a shot at him and Khalees, who made the song Milkshake. And he had the game depicted at Mr. Potato Head. God level. <laughs> That's all I can say. God level. <laughs> 50 Cent is literally super sane when he gets into a beef with somebody. The next one on the list is The Oracle by Mace. This is when Mace and Cameron had beef. Now, I'm going to say you should never have beef with a dude who you've known personally for 20 plus years. Because better believe they got dirt on you, doggy. They got dirt. Mace has been like hip-hop's kind of punching bag, if you will, um, for a lot of years. Because, you know, he left rap to become a, um, a pastor. And, you know, there was issues with... People were saying that he was just Puffy's bitch and blah, blah, blah. So he's been a punching bag for a long time by a lot of rappers. But after years of just, you know, taking nigga shots, he's he finally shot back and he murked Cameron on this shit. And the best lines was uh, on the song was you going I'm right who I'm your prime times too. And the ultimate, ultimate burn. Ever since 10, you was a thirsty nigga. And I ain't even going to talk about the time you fucked your sister. <sighs> That's crazy. No one ever talks to Cameron like that. I ain't even going to talk about the time you fucked your sister. That's crazy. And then it ended with, you'll always be my bitch. You got my fucking name tatted on you. <sighs> crazy. Crazy. Shout out to Mace, man. Shout out to Mace. Uh, number four is The Story of Adion by Pusha T. This is with Pusha T versus Drake. And this is what the OVO 40 article I read led me to this. This beef was kind of bound to happen. Drake has subbed everyone in the Good Music crew at every opportunity. Kanye, Pusha T, Kid Cudi. And Pusha basically had friction with Drake's crew YMCMB since the early 2000s. Push had a diss track called Exodus 23 verse 1 that was directed at Lil Wayne and Birdman um, basically saying how Lil Wayne is getting fucked by Birdman and like he's taking all your money and you ain't niggas don't really love you they just love what you do for them and they robbing you and all that shit and of course they didn't like it but it was the fucking truth it's the truth like it's the truth that's what really happened with Lil Wayne and Birdman so um after Daytona came out, there was a song called Infrared on Daytona by Pusha T. And it, ba it basically was a bait. And the song Infrared, Pusha T said, directed at Drake, how are you going to write these wrongs when you don't even write your songs? Going at Drake, the ghostwriting thing, and that's what started the meek beef, the ghostwriting thing. So Drake, you know, coming off of the momentum of back-to-back, -back, coming off of, Stay scheming, coming off of um, 4 p.m. in Calabasas, summer 16, where he was just getting his shit off. He probably thought he was a little untouchable, so he dropped the Duffy Freestyle, which was a diss toward Kanye and a diss toward Pusha T. But he thought, I guess he thought that Pusha ain't have nothing in the chamber. And if you know Push, you know he always got something in the chamber. So after that, Pusha T said, not so fast. And three days later, he dropped the story of Adion, which depicted Drake on the cover in blackface and the dagger line, which everyone remembers. You are hiding a child. Let that boy come home. Deadbeat motherfucker playing Border Patrol. That is game, set, and match. And you know that they lost because 40 is literally still talking about that song. Like, <laughs> he's still talking about that song. So, they lost that one. Drake's great, but he lost that. Uh, next one on the list is Second Round Knockout by Cannabis. And I actually played that song on this podcast, which is funny. I played that song for episode three because I was talking about Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury is boxing. Second Round Knockout was a diss track, but it was like boxing, like about sort of like boxing. The story of that one is, in 97, um, LL Cool J invited a bunch of young rappers to contribute to his track called 4321, 
off his album Phenomenon. I think that came out in like 1999. And after hearing Cannabis' verse, LL thought it was a diss toward him when Cannabis said, L, is that a mic on your arm? Let me borrow that. Rest was saying that LL Cool J had a mic tattooed on his arm. And he thought that that was a diss, so he made Cannabis rewrite his verse. So when he rewrote his verse, when the song came out, Cannabis's verse was changed, but LL's verse was a diss literally towards Cannabis. So it was a diss on the same song. So after that, Cannabis said, oh, okay, okay, I got you. Can't drop second round knockout. It's literally one of the best battle rap diss songs ever fucking made with Mike Tyson on it. It's so hard. Listen to it's if you don't if you don't believe me, Google it or listen to this podcast, episode three. I played it as my outro. It's crazy. It's one of the best diss tracks ever written. Like literally. Just in terms of like written, like the way it's written. <laughs> it's 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 lit. So shout out to Cannabis. Second round knockout. He got Jay's he got uh LL Cool J the fuck out of here. Next is number two, No Vaseline. Um, this was Ice Cube versus NWA. After Ice Cube left NWA, um, NWA attacked him on two songs, um, basically calling him Benedict Arnold, who was a traitor. And Ice Cube responded with no fucking Vaseline. Uh, basically, uh, uh, he aired out all the NWA, Easy e Jerry Heller's Dirty Laundry, and... He was claiming in the song that Jerry Heller, the manager of NWA, was literally, not figuratively, literally fucking Dr. Dre, Easy e MC Ren, and Yella. So, like, it's one of the most disgusting. <laughs> it's one of the most disgusting diss tracks ever created. Listen to these songs. You're going to know what I'm talking about if you never heard them before. And last, you already know, number one, Ether, Nas. You already know the fucking vibes. Fuck Jay-Z. I'm not saying that. I'm just quoting the song because I love Jay-Z. Um, but after Jay-Z put, put out TakeOver, Nas responded with Ether. He has so many good lines in there, man. He has so many good lines toward Jay-Z. Literally, the song starts with fuck Jay-Z and... Um, man, he has so many good lines. So many good lines. Basically, um, let me let me think of some off the top of my head. Um, one was you scared. Uh, dang, what was it? You was abused as a child, scared to smile. They called you ugly. Well, life is hard. Hug me. Don't reject me or reckless to disrespect me. Blatant or indirectly. Um. What else was it? Foxy got you hot cause you get you cause you kept her face in a puss. What you think you getting girls now? Cause of your looks, Negro, please. What else did he have? He had some he had some great lines in there. Um Dang, he had one against Dame. Is it Dame Diddy, Dame Daddy, or Dame Dummy? Oh, I get it. You biggie and he puffy. Like, yo, like Ether is so good. Um, Rockefeller died of AIDS. That was the end of his chapter. And that's the guy you decided to name your company after? Put it together. I rock hoes. Y'all rock fellas. And now y'all trying to take my spot, fellas? Philly's hot rocks, fellas. Oh, my God. I could go all day. I could go all day. Ether is number one, and it will be number one forever. The best diss track ever written, ever recorded. And the especially because of who this diss track was aimed at and how precisely it just destroyed him. I love Jay-Z. I'm a Jay-Z stan. Ether blew him out of the water. Ether is so good that when we talk about people getting embarrassed, we say they got ethered. DJ Academics got ethered by Freddie Gibbs. He got ethered by Jesus Amaro. He got ethered by Vic Mensa. Like, we say that. So if the name of your song becomes the adage for when someone gets embarrassed, you know it's the best diss song ever. You know it is. Shout out to Nas. Ether. If you have not heard any of these songs, I encourage you to go listen to them. Hit me. Tell me if your list would have been different. Tell me what you would have had number one. Let me know how you guys feel about it. That's my list. Ether number one.
number fucking one. I'm such a hip hop. I'm such a hip hop nerd, man. I love hip hop. So a list like this is really just something I think is fun to make. And I have a platform now where I can just talk for 30 minutes about it. So shout out to all these rappers. Shout out to Nas for Ether. Elite level, God level shit. Last on the docket, I want to talk briefly about two things. I want to talk about first Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and August Alsina. I don't give a flying fuck about that. Apparently, August Alsina fucked Jada Pinkett Smith or something like that. I mean, I don't care. And honestly, it's all promo. It's all promo. It's just for the for the Red Table Talk show. Like, <laughs> Red Table Talk does really, really well when they have messy, drama-filled shit in it. The highest-rated Red Table Talk shows was when... They had Jordan Woods on there who allegedly fucked Tristan Thompson, who was Khloe Kardashian's child's father. The When they had Snoop Dogg on there after he called Gayle King a doghead bitch. And now this, where it's fucking Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and August Alsina's love triangle. It's all for promo. That's the smokescreen. It's all promo. So people, of course, having fun with it. I've seen some great memes on Twitter and Instagram, but I don't give a fuck about it. It's all promo. It's the game. And after that, I want to say rest in peace again to Pop Smoke. His album came out, um, his posthumous album. I just learned that word. That means something that comes out after you pass away. I literally just learned that word. Um, His album is called, hold on one moment. I have it here. Um, Wow. Completely unprepared. (laughs) What the name of his album? Holy shit. Wow, I can't find it. Come on. What is the name of this album? Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. That's the name of it. It came out on July the 3rd, and um, it has a bunch of features. I believe it was executive produced by 50 Cent. And Pop Smoke was ahead of his time, man. That Brooklyn Drill shit was about to take over the world. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace to Pop Smoke. I hope that his family is completely taken care of with this project. And I hope people do the right thing by his family because that's what he would have wanted. Died way too early. It's been so many. You know, it's crazy. It's been so many rest in pieces in 2020. Like, so I just hope that I know his album is going to do phenomenal. And I just hope that his family is taken care of. Rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace to Juice World. Rest in peace to Ahmaud Arbery. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace to George Floyd. Rest in peace to Elijah McCain. Rest in peace to Vanessa Guillen. And it's just, it's been so many rest in pieces, man. It's been too much. So for something like Pop, for his debut album to come out, I just hope that his family is done. They do the right thing by his family. Um, and I hope that this album sells so much just, just because he was literally about to take over the fucking world and his life was tragically taken from him. So I just hope that this shit sells so much and goes fucking platinum, double platinum, triple platinum, all that shit. Rest in peace to Pop Smoke, man. Gone, but not forgotten. Gone, but not forgotten. And that... We'll wrap it up. Episode number 22 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host. My name is Denzel once again. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for dealing with my bullshit on this show. (laughs) Thank you guys for being uh, active and engaging on the social media platforms. Be safe out there, guys. I know you guys want to have a great time this weekend on your barbecues and all that. Just be safe, please. I'm just asking everyone to be safe. Coronavirus is not something to play around with. Be safe out there, guys, and have a great weekend. I'm going to fade you out with a great song. I'm playing you one of my MySpace bangers. I'm playing you. This is called Rewind by Lil Wayne and Joel Santana. Off the mixtape. Damn, what was the name of that mixtape? I think it was called I Can't Feel My Face or Face Off. Something like that. So this is Lil Wayne and Joel Santana called Rewind. This has been the Bronx Bias Podcast episode number 
2022. We are out. Yeah, ice cream hoodie, bathing eight tennis shoes. No time for pictures, no time for interviews. We're going to get the money. Snowstorm is sunny. Try me and I'm coming out my coat on or something. Note on the table, pay me a deco. You can't get the cash, then pay me in yayo. Save me the drama. Don't go run the snitch if that's your mama. Then I murk you right in front of that bitch. I'm a young money, cash money, universal soldier. Watch out, Miss Sylvia. I'm kind of feeling ya. I'm a headache, but they love the pain. I ask a bitch a name until I go board the plane. I'm so sure I know more. I'm so more the Wayne. I know whores that know whores. That's always with some old whores. You old whores. I show whores. I grow whores. I know what's at the store. Cause I go more. I go forth and so forth. Mama says she's so bored with old boy. Uh-oh. I leave that pussy so sore. That's right. No doze. Bitch get lost in the current. How the dough flows. Niggas call me back slow lows. Niggas got the clock and the chokehold. I won't fold to the Cops to the popos, y'all hoes, shout to my stumping ground, Holly Grove, fuck with them New Orleans niggas, funeral, uptown, uptowns where I rose, yeah, welcome to the Grand Outdoors, and of course, that chopper that I told us, split him like a divorce, then that spiritual force, take him way up north, they say the end is coming, I'ma stay up for it, I'ma chase that money, you can wait up for it, I'ma kick to the snare, I'ma boom to the bass, what more can I say, I can't feel my face. Heal up, will up, bring it back, come rewind I'm a dealer, dealer, I bring it back all the time That coke, that hard, that crack, oh God You get caught, you can't get back, no charge Nigga mouth slow, leak your am out, no charge That's free, no prob, that's G-code job So, no more slow leaking, they just got flat, flat line Laid on his back, flat half time In the crib, playing EA Sports Stay in the street to the DA, see they corpse Plus, the chickies know I stay fresh to my tip Hit the sneaker store, say two words Give me those, give me, give me those Give me those, matter of fact Give me those whole three rows I hit sacks like give me that Give me that, give me that Matter of fact, give me that rack Cash laid, tab paid I'm out, I'm off to the valet Where's my car, thank you I do better, who better You never, abuse cheddar Playboy, you have no Who the two next up, my dick, yes sir I buy a car just because I like the smell of New I'm young, I'm fly, I'm black, I'm rich I let my nuts sag, I drag my dick yeah, they, The horns know I let my balls sag Also, off they draws go I'm all in they torso uh, She can't take the dick I tell her put a sock in it, bitch Take the dick Stroke, stroke, see if she can take the dick Now see if she can take the brick You on the team now Meanwhile I'm in the kitchen Doing my daily routine Scale a few things, cook a few O's let my bitch bag him, give him to my workers, let the strip have him. Fiends go berserk for the work I'm chefing. Fiends go to work after the work you sell them. They know they gotta buy more, they head hurt, they eyes sore. You selling that cheap rock, sheet rock, drywall. They don't want that, they come back for more, but they come back to me. They don't come back to y'all. I be chef, be chef, you never have to reset. What I chef, comprende? Rewind, reset, replay, action. I be chef, be chef, you never have to reset. Chef, what I chef, comprende? Aye. Yeah, Santana, Dipset, Weezy F, baby, cash money. I can't feel my face. No, I can't feel my face. Aye.